Hey everyone, it's Mark. Good morning. <clears throat> well, it's morning here in California. Welcome to the ADHD Creative. Today I got two things to talk about, okay? One is basically morning routines, and the other one is I read an article the other day. It was in Apple News, and it's on National Geographic, and if you don't have Apple News, you can get this at National Geographic. It's a free article. <clears throat> Excuse me. Women are being diagnosed with ADHD at unprecedented rates, and here's why. Now, before I get into that, because I'm only going to touch on it, I want to talk about morning routines. Morning routines for people with ADHD and people without <clears throat> are like our lifeline to the day. Think about it. When you get up in the morning, you have a certain routine you follow. If it's disrupted, what happens to your day? Now, with ADHD, what happens is that disruption grows over the next few hours because all of a sudden we're thinking of everything that can, that since we did this wrong, we're going to do that wrong, we're going to do that wrong. Or whatever. We become playing devil's advocate. And you know, I like to call it stinking thinking, and I've talked about this before. But that routine is important to us to get started for the day and to have a good day. Now, you're going to mess up your routine here and there, but there's ways to compensate when you do mess up. Like this morning, I'll give you a prime example. I get up. Normally, I come down. I have a cup of coffee. I grab my phone. I bang out looking through emails. I try to sort things out. I look for stories. And Patty's getting ready for work. And then we stop and we talk and we talk about things going on. But her phone's ringing because people are calling. So I get a lot done in the morning before I even start doing anything at the desk. I sit at the kitchen table or the dining room table, have my coffee, maybe two or three cups. I'm banging out stuff all over my phone. I probably should bring the iPad, but I don't. So I use the phone. I do a lot of work on the phone. And then I move over to the desk. Or before that, I shouldn't say I moved there. I go upstairs, I shower, shave, take care of all my personal stuff, get dressed, come down. I like being at the desk dressed. It's very rare I come to the desk in pajamas, unless it's really important in the morning that I have to do something. Other than that, it's no, no, no. So anyways, my point is routines are important. And once you find your routine, it's something that you want to keep up. Now, this morning, here's a prime example. I came down. Now, last night I was having issues and I brought the phone upstairs. And when I got up this morning, I wasn't thinking. I got up, grabbed the dog, came downstairs, put the dog outside like I normally do, fed the other dog, sat down at the table, got my coffee, and boom, I didn't have my phone. My phone was upstairs. I really didn't want to go back up the stairs. I was being, because it's hard on my legs and everything else. Still, since the brain surgery, I'm having little things that bother me. So I try not to, I try to avoid certain things. So while I was sitting down here, I was basically twiddling my thumbs. And I started thinking of the day. I started thinking of what I had to accomplish today because I got to do a podcast. I got to get the newsletter ready for tomorrow. California, Michigan, that goes out tomorrow. I knew I wanted to talk about this article. I was thinking of other things to talk about. And then I started thinking, wow, my routine's ruined here. So what can I make the best? How do I make the best of it? I'll talk about it. So then I put some things together. I made a fresh pot of coffee. I ran upstairs, took a shower, shaved, got dressed, and now I'm here talking to you, and I feel better. 
Even though my routine was disrupted, I compensated for it by doing certain things quicker than I normally do. And knowing that, keeping it in my head that everything was okay, that the, the emails will wait, the stories will wait. The only thing that was important was my podcast and the newsletter. And I knew I had a lot, I mean, the newsletter I got all day to put out. But I like to get that done and out. But the main thing was I need to get this podcast out. And I knew I wanted to talk about that story. So I, I got sat at the desk. I looked up the story, brought it up, made sure it was National Geographic, made sure it's a free story. And I'm all set. And here I am talking. And I feel good. I don't feel like my routine was that broken up. It was interrupted. It was a little disorganized because I didn't have my phone but I wasn't going to lose sleep over it. I needed to think positively and get that stinking thinking out of my head like, oh, no, my phone's upstairs. I'm not going to get any work done now. This is going to goof up my whole day. I didn't think that way. And that's what you have to do. And a lot of times it's hard. You have to get used to it. You have to get in the mood to stay out of stinking thinking. And it's hard to do. But we're going to talk about that more because we've talked about it before, but... I seem to see that people still want to talk about it. Now, this story about women is pretty interesting because a lot of it has to do with during, the, during COVID, where a lot of women that were home started looking into ADHD and they started getting diagnosed and there's an uptick in people getting diagnosed with ADHD. And it's pretty interesting because there's, there's three types of ADHD. There's hyperactive, there's impatient, and then there's combined. I'm combined. I've already been diagnosed that way. A lot of people, especially women, usually are in the impatient one, and some of them do get hyper, uh, hyperkinetic. The thing is, people are turning to, I don't want to call them bad, but shamans? They, they, and I'm not talking just about women. I'm talking about men, women, kids, young adults. They watch TikTok because that's where there's like 30 billion hits for ADHD on TikTok. And it's been looked up numerous times. I don't know how many million on Google. But that's what happens. And this one is just about women in uh, looking at Google and TikTok and a few other places. Let me see where it is. Anyways, the thing is, it's something that normally and it's been for years, that men get diagnosed with, or young men, and now it's starting to branch out. But I think the bottom line is it just was never looked at because they looked at women that had ADHD as being depressed, being having anxiety, instead of looking at ADHD. And that's where the issues come. So I, if you get a chance, read this article. I think you'll really appreciate it. And uh, I'll see you on Monday. You guys have a great weekend. Take care. And this is Mark, and this is the ADHD creator, and I'm out of here.